Uh, it'll be the disco of all discos at Ellerslie. Saturday week is Karaka Million 2024. Kicks off a, a sal- selling period for New Zealand bloodstock that uh, they'll hope can be as historic as the events surrounding it. Um, what a marvellous time to be involved in thoroughbred racing in New Zealand. Actually in the wagering space here with Entain uh, taking over, uh, of course, with the running of the TAB, we've seen a cash injection into stakes, kind of hard to believe really. We've seen innovation across all different parts of the racing uh, games. And, and I tell you what, we're not done. We're not done. I just have a feeling we're not done. And I think that the Karaka Million coming up Saturday week is going to be a real party, a festival, a... I guess a, a seminal moment moving forward that shows New Zealand racing has turned a page and a, a pretty historic one at that. Andrew Seabrook's the managing director at New Zealand Budstock. They are right in the middle of this. They are right in the thick of it because they were the people that came up with the Karakamillion concept um, along with Ellerslie Auckland Thoroughbred Racing that has kind of given us a platform to be able to have that party. And Andrew's on the line with us now. Are you feeling it, Seabs? Are you feeling the good energy, the disco vibes? Yeah, absolutely, Louis. It's it's really exciting, isn't it? And it was great to go to Ellerslie on Sunday uh, to see the track in action first uh, first time. We've been back at Ellerslie for 18 months or so, and what a great day, what a beautiful track. So kudos to Paul Wilcox and the team there at uh, Auckland Tarabed Racing. It was a, it's just an awesome track, and, geez, we're looking for a big, big crack in Millions Day or night as it is on, on Saturday. We can't wait. I, look, there's so much, there's so many different ways to go with this, but just on the track, you were there, I was there, the way it looked, the way it felt, and I mean this, and I know it's distinctly New Zealand, but it honestly felt so international. It felt like we've got a product here, a, a playground that could be beamed anywhere in the world and look like world-leading racing. Do you, do you kind of agree with what I mean there? Yeah, absolutely. And look at the coverage it got in Australia for just a small meeting. You know, racing.com will all, will all over it. Um, the jockeys, like James McDonald texted me after the, on, on uh, Sunday night and said, geez, that track looked great. And he, of course, he's coming out to the Kraken Millions evening uh, on Saturday week to ride. He's what second best jockey in the world at the moment on the world rankings, James McDonald. So he's really excited to ride on the track. But there was no bias, was there? Horses were winning from nope. the front. They were running on from the back. They were, they were winning on the inside. They were coming on the outside. didn't matter where you were on the track. And uh, I, I know the jockeys' comments were... We're just so positive, and uh, it's so exciting going forward, Louis. Yeah, you're right. Look, there was they were, you're, you're so right around that because there was a bit of this noise. Oh, that it was they were winning off the front. Well, the rail was out seven eight meters. Name me a track where they don't you know have a little bit of an advantage if they stack them up and can sprint off the top. So n- there was no issue at all. It's going to play perfect uh, Saturday week uh, for New Zealand bloodstock. Andrew, can you just give us the Again, the ha- the connection between the Karaka Millions and, and New Zealand Bloodstock. We, we know that the two million dollar races you had to be you, know, you had to purchase horses through the New Zealand Bloodstock sales. You can turn them up there and you can race for, um, I guess, the, this prize money which we didn't have anywhere else. So that was previously. With all of this extra around it and the new four-year-old race, the the uh, Alston Classic, the Aotearoa Classic, and I guess the the injected stake money around it. Does that make you at New Zealand Bloodstock feel proud that you kind of built something that people in Tain have been able to come to and now send it to another place? Is that like quite a good feeling to know that you have given us a platform to be able to capitalise on? 
Yeah, it's a massive uh, thrill for us and something we're very proud of, Louis, because this started sort of 20 plus years ago. The race used to be down at Tirapa. It's a half a million dollar race and uh, moved to Ellerslie about 13 years ago where we, where we raised the two-year-old race to a million uh, and then we began, a, we started a three-year-old race and that was only 250,000 and we quickly got that up to a million and of course we've made that 1.5 million this year. But to have T- the Entain slash TAB on board now um, with, with our partnership that we've got with them, uh, you know, the four-year-old race being a million dollars, the Westbury Classic going to half a million, the Group 2 race. That'll get to a million dollars in a couple of years. I'm convinced it'll be a Group 1 race. Um, Chris Waller's always said he'd love to bring a horse over for a Group 1 race here on Cracker Millions Night. So I'm sure the Westbury Classic will get to that. So, yeah, we're just, look, we've just gone to a whole new level. It's gone from a $600,000 race day um, to, what, nearly $5 million. It's, it's clearly the best day in New Zealand racing, and it's great that um, all the industry leaders here in New Zealand uh, have recognised that and... Uh, Look, it's going, to be a, it's going to be a special night, I'm sure. So for your core clients, your, your vendors and, and, and your purchasers as well, but you, the breeders, the New Zealand breeding industry, how, how has the Caracamillion now benefited them to a point where they're starting to see the fruits of it as well? Oh, absolutely. And that's been the case for a little while now. Um, it certainly helped early in the early days, helped those speedier sort of horses sell. Uh, when, when people were trying to get a quick return in the ring buying those two-year-old types. Of course, now the, the, the biggest race is the three-year-old race. We recognise that uh, the three-year-old, the stain horse, the middle-distance horses, those, those Kiwi, the horses that Kiwis are more adapt to breeding to, we, we wanted to raise the profile of that three-year-old race um, even further. Um, and now the four-year-old race just, just adds to that. And, of course, to, to talk from Australia now, Australia are looking across now at New Zealand saying, geez, how well is New Zealand going? Uh, with their racing, their stakes money. Look, I've been in the with NZB now for 31 years. Never in my time have I seen so much positivity, so much good news. The vibe, just walking around, you know, going around the studs at the moment, and uh, the vibe is so good. We had a booming ready-to-run sale, um, and I think you, you said in the in, in the intro there, you think there's still more to come. Well, believe me, there's still more to come. Uh, there'll be there'll be another big announcement happening, and and uh, before the sales, and um, yeah, no, exciting times, Louis. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I guess the connection back to uh, the breeders is, is so integral to it. And it, you're right, it's opening windows. And I guess what, something I've observed, Andrew, over the last little bit is like, if it didn't happen now, we would have been in big trouble. And I know that's kind of like not being negative, but I'm, I'm almost just relieved that we can go with the rest of the marketplace because I look at Australia and the, the stake money and the polish that they're putting on their racing industry because it's, it's like probably sink or swim time. And I actually feel like we've got a genuine chance now. You know, I feel like we're in the fight with, with what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone feels that, Louis. It was it was doom and gloom there for a while, wasn't it? But Entain came along just at the right time, didn't they? Um, the breath of fresh air that they've, they've injected into this game uh, with the stakes money and NZTR getting in behind with stakes money increases and, and the money that's flowing. Uh, look, our horses are performing so well on the international stage. We've got some nice young stallions. Um, and, and, you know, you, you're walking around the Australian sales grounds last week all the Aussies, all they wanted to talk about was the reader run sale, the success of Cracker, the horses, and geez, how good is your prize money now? You've got some big races there, and you know it's um, yeah, it's really encouraging. And um, as I say, it hasn't finished yet. No, it has not. So just looking here, we'll start to wrap this up. You've got uh, over the last twelve months. So New Zealand Budstock produced eighteen Group One victories from Caracker graduates. Now, what I found interesting by that, and I've read it on your website, 
nine in New Zealand and nine in Australia. Is that always the case? I mean, probably I doubt it's dead split, but is that quite usual or is there, are there any trends here about who are buying and where these horses are succeeding? No, there's certainly, there'll be certainly a higher percentage of New Zealand horses winning Group 1s in Australia, but particularly from horses trained in New Zealand. So it's, it's great when a New Zealand bred horse wins in Australia, but it's even better when a horse leaves New Zealand, goes to Australia, lands over there and win, wins a Group 1 race, like Legato did in the, in the Guinea yeah. there, there like, like Prowess did in the Vinery. Um, that's when they really, really stand up and take note. That makes a big, big difference. Um, even though we've been punching above our weight, geez, I hate that term, sorry, uh, for a long time, the, this last 12 months has been huge, particularly with those horses going over there and beating the Aussies on, it in their, on their own backyard. Mm. And, and so you've got, you had your bloodstock agents out. You've been around to lots of farms yourself. Uh, I guess are we, are we objectively, which, you're, you know, it's going to be hard, but are you liking what you're seeing? <laughs> yeah, look, it's... It, it's it's going to be, I thought before the Ready to Run sale, we're going to have a challenging yearling sale this year. But that really, that sale went up 40%. And look, I'm not saying that uh, the yearling sale is going to be up 40%. It won't be at all. But that just gave everyone a little bit of confidence. It's given the pinhookers the confidence um, to go out and, and, and look in at horses and look, look to buy and pinhook for the Ready to Run sale again. So having that very successful Ready to Run sale has helped. Um, Magic Millions last week was down about 4%, but they would have taken that at the start of the week. I think given the, the economy, cost of, cost of funding, inflation, and, and the debt out there at the moment, I thought that was a pretty good result. So, okay. uh, look, I, I, think, uh, combi- I think our the success of the reader run, the fact that our horses are going really well, um, Entain's involvement, prize money going up, um, I think that can offset the, the weaker economy and, and the debt out there and the high interest rates. And I'd love to think that we can match last year's and, and even possibly increase the sales from last year a bit would be, would, would be great. So, um, no, we get, we're going into the, into the sales cautious but, but fairly optimistic that we'll, uh, it'll be pretty good. And if anybody knows you, that is, that is pretty much your mandate, cautious but optimistic. Seeps, uh, you do a good job of that. Now, just I know this has been keeping you up at night because I think about six months ago, it might not have been that long ago, I asked you for one to follow for the, the spring ahead and you said Orchestra would win the 1,000 guineas and I know that it would have really bothered you that she didn't quite come up. Well, she's sick, second favourite in your, your TAB Karaka Millions three-year-old, so well done. You did, you did indeed find one for us. Uh, yeah, I know, and what a field that is. So, um, in the three-year-old race next Saturday, Louis, it's um, some very, very good three-year-olds in there. Two-year-olds are great, even race. Um, yeah, nah, really looking forward to it. Boom! All right, great to chat, Andrew. All the best, man. Know you're a busy man. Crack on. Good on you, Louis. Thanks, mate. Managing director, New Zealand Bloodstock, Andrew Seabrook.